Hey, it's Chub Creek 178. <laughs> The boys on the farm didn't mean any harm On the banks of Chub Creek Chub Creek Hey, good afternoon. Um, I promised that I'd eliminate wind noise, but I'm doing yet another experiment, which uh, might prove to piss me off, just like last time. I've actually created these furry... I, I cut up this old fur cushion I had, and I, <clears throat> I've i sewn and tied on to the ends of these mics that are sticking out of my ears, these furry pads, and it actually looked kind of like fishing lures. It looks like I have two fishing lures sticking out of my ears, so you'd laugh at me if you saw me. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will see me today, so... I'm at a, I was actually on the way to Mono Cliffs, and uh, um, I just passed by this place called Glen Haffey, and I realized all these uh, couple of years I thought I'd been here before, but I haven't. And it's a little bit sheltered from the wind. It's kind of a hilly valley, and the trail's walking down into the valley, and it's lots of tall trees, and quite pretty, and of course there's a plane, first thing I hear. Um, also some pretty birds and there should be a lot of bird activity right now so this is I think this is bird mating heaven right now my uh, my cousin Luke and his wife Shannon had a baby uh, girl today named Farah I can't remember the middle name um and just the stuff that Luke said about it, about how he uh, played the dark. First thing that he played was the Dark Side of the Moon, Big Pink Floyd fan. So at this point, this noise starts happening. What the hell is that noise? It feels like my brain fell out. It's bashing against the microphone. <laughs> What's and, that? Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, she saw the Big Dipper already. Oh, that was so cute. What the hell was so that? congrats to him. Uh, oh, I know that wind's going to... I can just tell. Microphone fail. <laughs> oh, well. Let me test it and I'll see if I can, I can tell whether it's windy. You can't tell. You listen to the recorder. It has a little speaker. You can't tell. It's just wind. It's a pretty nice spot, actually. I like this trail. I wish you could see these places with me. It's it's um, always a different experience, no matter where you go. There's some new, different personality about each of these beautiful outdoors areas. Um, and this one's a little bit... I'm just standing beside a little stream here, and uh, there's some people coming through, not too many. Um, but I bet this sounds really pretty and peaceful. And uh, there's a lot of rolling hills here, so as you look up, you kind of see the, the trees covering the hills, and then there's another layer of hills higher than that, and then a little bit higher than that. 
and the lights coming through and it's just so picturesque and pretty and uh, because it's early spring this is May the 9th uh, 2015 you can see uh, the little bit of ground growth of I don't know trillium leaves I don't know what they are um, just kind of carpeting the hill so it's a little bit hobbit right here a little bit uh, fantasy land very nice It's funny, I was telling the story uh, in an email of getting my teeth fixed, and uh, and I remember at the time I was writing a letter to my parents thinking, oh, I forgot to tell that story on Chubb Creek. And then I thought, man, who wants to, who wants to hear? This is like the most horrible, boring, yucky kind of story to hear. But... <laughs> I guess there was a couple of funny things. One was, uh, <laughs> was that horribly long? I had to have this tooth. The, the filling keeps coming out of it because it's too big. There's too much. Yeah, I should really have a crown put on. So I guess I am going to tell the story anyway. Um, anyway, just I, as I sat in this chair, I noticed this painting in front of me. And it's like five foot square painting. And if you can imagine kind of a yellowish white canvas, probably just with age, and then vertical pale pink stripes painted about a foot across, like kind of roughly from top to bottom, and that's the painting. And it was just kind of this depressing painting. And, um, and then I had to sit and have this tooth. So the tooth took so long. She drilled for, I watched the clock, she drilled for 45 minutes off and on. I don't know why, um, but this, she filled it up with that white amalgam stuff this time, so maybe it'll stay in. Anyway, that was my tooth story that I thought was so important to tell you about. I actually took an Instagram of that, uh, kind of my feet. I still have my work shoes on, so I've got these shiny black shoes kind of lying there because I'm shooting, you know, and out towards my feet, looking at this painting with the ugly painting behind them. And, it, and it, uh, um, a friend of mine said it would make a great painting, <laughs> the painting of the shoes of the painting. Uh, anyway, I don't know. That's it. I'll talk to you in a bit. So I just had one of those moments where... So these two guys are cycling. I'm standing there, you know, as usual, trying to take pictures of something. And I, I had, uh, I was at the moment being fascinated with the treetops, so I had my camera point straight up. So these two guys cycle past, and the guy, the guy, and the, the last guy says, "You getting any satellites up there?" And uh, and I went, "Haha, yeah." And I had one of those kind of, um, I don't know, who, who's that? There's an actor, Ben Stiller. I had a Ben Stiller moment where, you know, I spent the next five minutes <laughs> saying ignorant things back in my mind. And, like, it just doesn't matter. And it was such a nothing. But I still fixated on how what a dink I am in a moment. You know, like, I, some people can just, like, 
not that he deserved it, you know, like, who cares? He was just saying something he thought was funny. Um, but I wanted to, yeah, I could have, anyway, so Ben Stiller would say, yeah, I'll satellite you. <laughs> or, or, um, yeah, well, I was looking up there for a reason you'll never know. <laughs> You'd say something completely stupid like that. So there's actually a superhero he did. What was that movie? Mystery Men. And he was full of terrible, one snappy comebacks that weren't snappy at all. Anyway, so I reminded myself of that. An idiot. I'm still doing it. I'm still trying to think of something that would have been perfect. But when I think of it, I'll come back and tell you. I got nothing. You got one? Send it to me in the comments. I was sitting here still, I was taking a pause at this bridge here while I thought I would carefully listen to this plane going over. And, uh,. Had a squeak for my water bottle, and, it, and it's been sitting on the shelf for a year since the last time I had it. That was a big one I have. Ugh, and it tastes like plastic puke. Gross. It's like I had a big swig of tent material. Yeah. <clears throat> I've always been too accommodating, you know? I've always, whenever somebody does something like that, <laughs> We're going to delve deep into my psyche here. Whenever somebody does something that's at my expense, I am always more worried about them not looking stupid than I am about me. So, you know, even if somebody like that guy, um, I was more, for some reason, my instinct was to kind of laugh and support this fucking stupid joke than, than my instinct was to have some pride for myself and uh, you know tell him shut up you dumb dumb right so I <laughs> or whatever you're going to fill in the blanks there um, he was wearing a very cute uh, tight fitting uh, biker outfit um, uh, yeah I've always this, do you know what I mean it's like Value your not not because of a stupid situation like that, but I mean in general, valuing yourself as a first instinct rather than maybe it's just maybe it's just my instinct is to avoid anybody's embarrassment, you know, like or maybe it's just cowardice. It's just probably just cowardice. It remind you know why it bothers me. It reminds me of when I was very young and I used to get very mildly bullied like not bullied in a way that you get hurt but bullied in a way that humiliates you happened to me a lot because I was so accommodating you know I'd let people kind of tease me to the point of that's too much and I wouldn't do anything about it and I did one day I think I told you this story I did one day have a breaking point and as it turns out my breaking point is a little bit terrifying but uh, you know because all hell breaks loose and I just kind of turn into the incredible Hulk um and I did that when, when the time I'm thinking of, I was about, I don't know, 
10 years old and uh, flipped a guy over my head but I, it takes a lot for some reason it takes a lot for me to reach that point where I care enough about my own honor I guess to, to do something in anger about it you know I'll take a lot of shit before a personal attack I'll take a lot of shit before I really kind of snap and uh, it's interesting it's all very interesting I'm actually um, really focused on psychological self 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 analysis right now because um, of uh, some stuff at work and um, you know as a leader uh, you we've learned they've learned we've, we've been taught that any kind of behavior trickles down and becomes kind of a mold um, for everybody so excuse me so I've been focusing on what are my triggers and what and what like what are those things that make me you know when you feel you're just at the moment you know someone says something and you just want to react and, and kind of like now we're going to fight or you, know, you can feel your heart rate go up and then you just you have to lash out because it's almost satisfying it's almost like a hunger um, learning to recognize that trigger has happened and do something about not reacting has been uh, a big focus and that's harder than I ever thought you know it's really difficult um because it happens too fast you know by the time you realize oh wait a minute you've already done it and uh, so it's going to take some time for me to really figure that out to get to a place where you know I admire my own character in situations like that and I really do want to get to that place because you know people I admire whether I admire them personally or I just know of them or see them Celebrities who I've seen. I know one guy who <laughs> I just watched uh, an interview with Robert Downey Jr. And he, you, you think of him as a guy with a temper, and I bet he does have a temper. But he was inter- being interviewed by this guy, this uh, British guy, <laughs> who was just pushing all his buttons, and. You could see, you know, he, you could see his, he, he, you could see his heart rate was going. I was asking him about his addictions when he always trying to do is promote this stupid Avengers movie, right? And he kept bugging about time in jail and making him feel bad about himself. And um, don't ask me why I was watching this. Um, and he never really did snap. He, he. Uh, actually noticed, you could tell that he noticed the interviewer was getting uncomfortable, and he said something like, um, because he was taking a a long time to answer this follow-up question, and Downey says, your foot's starting to tap, I think you're, uh, in your, the time we've got left, you better ask your question, (laughs) you know, and he just had a lot of grace, he did end the interview, you know, because he, the the guy went clearly over the line, and actually, I think he ended it um, at the very second the time was up. Like, I think they have, like, three minutes. Anyway, that kind of thing, you know. I really felt bad for him at the same time. 
you know, because kind of as a human, I felt bad for him because can you imagine having your whole life on a table for everyone to kind of poke their noses at and tell you what they think about your life? You know, and the guy, I don't know what happened to him, drugs, drugs in jail or whatever. Um, but he's a remarkable human. You know, he's a remarkable guy. He's got incredibly bright talent. And, you know, whenever he's in something, you know, it's pretty good. Usually. He's just got such a great character. And, uh, anyway, I'm going on about that too much probably, but, uh, and it's a good goal. It's just all of that together all of this kind of self and I guess what happens is once once you realize that people don't look at you the way that you think they do um, which I don't know if that has ever happened to you but it's been something slowly dawning over on me over the last while a couple of years that uh, you know I've learned people have become upset with me and, and at times where I would never have thought they were or you know and I don't like people thinking uh, negatively about me at all. I don't want that. You know, it's my own personal PR agent. Anyway. Can you hear that bug in your ears? Anyway, next subject. Tell me what you think about that and what your personal experiences are. If reining yourself in I'm curious to know maybe get a woodpecker that one was fast he sounded like like hmm, what sounds like that almost like an engine Not a lot of life in this bush. It's, uh, other than the trees, I'm amazed that also soon in spring, the maple leaves are almost fully maple leafized. They're like full size almost. Although they do get quite a bit bigger, I suppose. You gonna do it again, woodpecker? Well, how about you, plane? How'd you like to just completely ruin another recording. Yes? Oh, okay. Thanks. There's some blue jays. Yeah, I've seen zero birds so far. Oh, shut up. Plane. Yeah, I'm not recording this.
Testing, testing microphones that were dragging on the ground behind the car. One, two, three. Testing. Well, amazingly, they work. I'm completely shocked. Let me turn this down a bit. Okay. Check. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I sometimes things happen that you think, come on, come on, there's got to be a prankster out there doing this. This can't just be random. You know, like, yeah, let's imagine, let's imagine that, you know, you just bought, you know, a $10,000 necklace for your wife. And you uh, are walking to your car, and you think that's you know, I'm gonna put that in a safe place, and there's no way anyone's gonna you know get their hands on it because I'm so careful because it costs ten thousand dollars. And when you're walking to your car after work, you see that that necklace is hanging <laughs> is hanging out of your trunk by one end and dragging on the ground on the other end. <laughs> it just wouldn't compute, right? Yeah, so... Um, the microphone... Uh, the microphones that I bought to do binaural recordings with and which I lovingly tied on a, um, with thread, the uh, wind protectors that look like uh, fishing lures... <laughs> Um, that's the one thing that you wouldn't expect to be hanging off of my... It was dangling out of my trunk, onto the ground. I drove to work this morning, dragged them on the ground, and I guess I imagine they were blowing in the air, all the way to work, and they still are working fine, and you're listening to them now. Um, hopefully it's not rumble. I've got... I didn't put them on my ears because they look just too crazy to be driving a car with these rats in your ear. It looks like little rats or mice when you put them over your ears. It was like, it's, not, it's not like fuzzy head... It's not like fuzzy ear, fuzzy earmuffs. It's more like someone stuck a mouse in your ear. <laughs> so I can't quite bring myself to put them on. So they're just hanging... They're dangling off the roof. They're kind of actually just uh, um, pinched into the... Um, what do you call the... Th At the end of the day, I have no words... The, the uh, sunroof they're just the little door the, the sunroof I've closed it on them so they're just hanging there but I'm just hoping there isn't a lot of vibration from the car uh, if so this is all for nothing but uh, anyway I thought I'd record a few minutes um, and just to polish off this podcast for you um uh, oh I still say I'm a lot don't I do you even care by the way, no one's uh, no one's around. I don't know if you're there. I feel like this is going out into the ethers, and I can't. I have no idea if anyone's listening or not, other than the the um, podcast subscribers number that I have on the bottom of my website, which is pitifully low. It is a ridiculously low number. Um, that's the only indication I have that anyone's there, other than the odd person like my good friend Toby who uh, reliably says hello and uh, um, and Fibertarian and um, 
Um, I shouldn't start this because I forget people, and it's so hurtful when you do that. And Terry, of course, and Mom and Dad. Um, and anyway, every once in a while I have this. Is that you've, if you've been listening to Chub Creek for a lot of years, you hear me whine like this every once in a while, and I go all the way from one ditch to the other ditch. Sometimes I don't give a shit who's listening. Sometimes I feel all hurt. And uh, sometimes I just kind of wonder, what the hell are you doing? Why are you talking to people? <laughs> You're talking into the ceiling of your car, and you don't even know if anyone's there. That's what crazy people do, right? Yeah, so I'm having one of those moments. But I know you're there. And actually, I just got a really nice um, notification from uh, a woman named Lisa Danek, which who I assume is a former uh, cast-on listener because she's got knitting in her bio from Twitter. Anyway, but I was very happy to see that she, <laughs> she'd uh, posted a tweet or tweeted a tweet that said, uh, For general interest knowledge chattering, try at Chub Creek and at... S-Y-S-K podcast and or at Missing, no, is it called? Missed in History. So I gotta check those out. And of course I replied smugly. Yeah, especially the first one. But then I thought, oh man, I'll get up my game. If people are actually listening to this, that's the other thing. If you actually are listening and you know, you paid attention to this tweet and uh, and you're actually spending your valuable time listening to this, I'm uh, a little bit horrified for you, for, and for me. Um, anyway, there's another um for you if you didn't, if you're running out. So, what else? So that I just got over. Uh, I'm just finishing work. Um, I have a great job. I love my job. I work with great people. I never talk about work, and uh, it's too bad because I'd love to. You know, without even without even talking about specific people, I would love to just talk about all the fun things and the hilarious stuff that happens. But I just I've made that a no no uh, trespassing zone for myself. So unfortunately, I can't. But it's you know it takes up so much of your life, doesn't it? And I have really nothing else happening in my life besides work. Nothing. You know, I go home. I do some blogging. Check out my blog. That was kind of cool. Marvin uh, checked out my blog. And uh, it's called, what is it now? Spoonful of Weather. Spoonful of Weather uh, dot Tumblr dot something. It's Tumblr. It's one of those Tumblrs, right? Um, you search Spoonful of Weather with one L. I did it actually originally with two L's and I had to recreate it. It's still there. I couldn't, uh, not a long story. I'm such an idiot, I created a blog with the incorrect spelled name. But anyway, I'm having fun because um, i got to watch not to go over more than 10 or 15 minutes. Um, it's really fun because Tumblr will post on your behalf as many, as long an interval as you want. And I have it posting for me twice a day, which means i got to busily load it with new stuff uh, as often as I can, and I'm enjoying it because it forces me, it's actually a crea- creative blog, so I, uh, I reblog other things um, from various other places, some stuff's from Reddit, some stuff is, you know, from the Huffington Post, something might be from This Is Colossal, which is a great website, um, 
from Boom, from any, any place I can find something interesting in the world of creativity, I'll post. Even if it's a funny video about something. Or, um, and it's fun, so check it out. Um, put it as your homepage. Every day there'll be something for you for sure, even twice a day. When you get home and when you get up in the morning, which is neat. Um, I wish actually Chub Creek was more interesting. It would give you a reason to be there, wouldn't it? But nobody would ever go to Chub Creek except to check if there was a new podcast. And it ain't very frequent, is it? It's one every two weeks. If that. Uh, I sent my <laughs> I sent my son a very uh, now I think uh, at the time I was thought it was kind of funny, but now I think it's really funny. I sent him uh, <laughs> a link to actually it just drops when you have iPhones. My kids have iPhones, which is so handy because I can just drag and drop photographs of things right into their chat, right from my computer because I can chat on uh, my computer right to their phone uh, using iMessage or whatever it's called now, messages. And uh, I dragged in a beautiful drawing right from my blog. I think I blogged this, or I'm going to. There's a beautiful um, old... So if you can imagine an ancient illustrative style full of floral filigree and, you know, flir flourishes and... You know how they used to draw things very ornately? like Kind of like old furniture looks carved with beautiful leaves and flowers and everything was over-ornamented. So this artist has drawn a picture of a female reproductive system in this flourishy, beautiful, floral, filigree kind of look. And, uh, and, and he put the planet Earth right where the egg would go, and it's really ornate and beautiful. And he also did a sperm, and I forget the name of the artist. Anyway, I said this to my son. <laughs> you know, who was at that age where, you know, things are going to start happening, and of course they probably already have. And I was just, you know, at first I just wanted to show him the cool drawings. They were ink drawings. And then it occurred to me, well, that reminds me of birth control. And then I, I said, and by the way, you know, use a condom. And and then I dropped in about five pictures of babies <laughs> crying their heads off. And uh, and then that reminded me, oh, yeah, my cousin had a baby. <laughs> and I told them to wish them uh, wish them well on Facebook. And uh, anyway, he must have thought that was pretty funny. He actually texted me and said he laughed a lot. And then... Uh, and then he went... So this is funny thing about kids these days. Not that he's a kid. Young folks. Is everything is public. You know, he doesn't think twice. He So he took my whole little funny post that I sent him on chat. And he rebroadcast the whole thing on Twitter to all of his zillions of followers. And so now all of his friends have seen this and, uh, and, and favorited this tweet. Um, so if you go to at... Uh, what is my tw Twitter? At Chub Creek, I guess. Uh, you can see I favorited, uh, or I replied to it. I don't know. You, if you know Twitter, you'll figure it out. Anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I spent the weekend on two different hikes. I didn't record on the second hike, the first hike you heard. Um, and what I didn't record, because I didn't know at the time I was recording, was that it was actually 29 degrees Celsius, if not 30, in the valley where I was hiking. And that's the past the level for me where I should really even be doing that. Because was, there's was no wind. It was completely still air, really humid, 
which means that water doesn't evaporate off your skin, and so even sweating doesn't help. I was overheating, man, and by the time I had almost as bad a uh, struggle as the last time I talked about this, which was over at Cold Creek, although that was a six-hour hike. This was only a couple of hours, but um, by the time I got to my car, man, I was definitely struggling. Um, and uh, you know, probably in danger. And I, I have to really be careful. Like I've got, I didn't even bring. I had a lot of water, but I didn't bring ice water with me. Usually, I freeze my water jug, and I hadn't done that, so I didn't even have a way to cool down. And uh, I was pretty stupid. But anyway, that happened, and then. On Sunday, I went down to um, Uxbridge, although it wasn't technically Uxbridge, it was, I forget the name, Stovall, to a place called Glen Major, I think, Glen Major Forest, and I joined uh, Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad and I have a really fun, uh, regular uh, routine of meeting for breakfast at a new place every time, and we have a really nice breakfast and I take a picture of it. I'm going to have a nice collection of... A funny collection of breakfasts that I've ordered. Um, I'm probably going to do a poster out of it. Breakfast set at Greasy Spoons. Uh, and then we go hiking somewhere. So I went uh, for another hike um, Sunday with them. Um, and we got a little bit lost. We always managed to get lost. I should have recorded because it was kind of funny. We were getting... Again, it was too hot. It wasn't 29. It was like 21 or something. And... Uh, Oh, I just checked I was recording. Thank God. I'm recording. Um, this has happened to me before. I've done this before, and it wasn't recording. It's, just, it's the worst, worst feeling, because all this, you know, sometimes you'll say something you really are, think is funny that you said, or relevant, or and then it's gone. You'll we'll never remember what it was. Um, yeah, so it was just, it's just a stupid... Some trails have... Most of them have blazes, where they just... You know, paint a white line on the tree, and you follow. <clears throat> you follow the white line, or the blue line, or whatever. Or they'll put a, an you know, an orange plastic flag on the trees, and you follow the orange one. Or if you're on the blue trail, you follow the blue one. And it's like really ridiculously, mindlessly easy to not get lost. But this place had similar to Algonquin Park. If you've been there, they have num- numbered markers so that you know where you are. If you have a map with you, you can look at the marker and you know exactly where you are. The trouble with this one, this is what they did at this uh, Glen Major forest, is they put markers, and because there's no handheld map, you've got to remember what was on the sign or take a photograph of it. But they also did have little maps on each marker. The trouble was you could not tell... (laughs) what direction to walk, even though the thing was facing north, it was absolutely impossible to tell which trail to take to get from one number to the other. So, you know, you're at number 35 and you look at the map and number one, it's been scratched to shit by asshole kids. Each one of them, right? And Dad and I were laughing because each each time we get to a place, you think, okay, this post says number 33. Where's number 33 on the map? Oh, it must be that one that's been completely scratched over by assholes. Anyway, so, um, besides the fact that it was scratched to shit, you couldn't see which way to go. You just couldn't figure it out. Like, we tried. We looked, and, you know, we're standing at an intersection of four different ways you could go. 
and you look at this map and you cannot figure out which one of those four ways will lead you to marker number 36. It's just, I don't either we are all kind of, you know, dum-dums or it's just a stupid system. Just paint white lines on the trees for heaven's sake. Anyway, yeah, so that's my mini rant about hiking in Uxbridge or wherever the hell we were at Stouffville. I wish you can remember where we where we had breakfast. I I would uh, plug them. Not that that you'd get anything from this. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Um, I just felt like wrapping up this podcast and publishing it. So it'll give me something fun to do tonight. I have to pick out some music. Hopefully, it was good. Um, always remember, just like on Marvin Suicide. Who, if you're not listening to the Marvin Suicide podcast, you should. It is always great. The music is great, and it's always free and legally downloaded from the internet for your enjoyment and pleasure. So you can go to the website at chubcreek.com, look for the link for the music, download it yourself, and drop it on your iPod for free. So I like that, and I've stolen that idea from Marvin. I hope you're okay with it, my friend. Um, And that's it. Hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you real soon. Aye? Aye. I love you. Bye.